Welcome to the Putting Couch. I'm Jim Grunberg, along with Ted Galena, our in-house PGA Tour instructor. And today we're going back to Pat O'Brien, who is really the dean of all Seymour instructors. Um, Pat O'Brien, as is, is, is our regular listeners know, was really um, close with Payne Stewart and, and you know used what he'd learned in his uh, sort of year with Payne Stewart to bring some great ideas about putting to Zach Johnson, Vaughn Taylor, and many, many other players at all levels. Um, so, Pat, it's great to have you uh, on the putting couch. This is episode 47, and <laughs> I mean, these are all evergreen episodes, so our listeners can go back at any point in time, and we'll, and we'll categorize these episodes for you. There's an entire series of sort of instruction with Pat O'Brien, and there's some other things, but you know, I think it seems like a good time to go back to sort of first things first, and Seymour still has a little training aid called the triangulator, which... Pat, you used 15, 16, 17 years ago when you were bringing along, you know, some some sort of mini tour players to the big leagues and uh, on to winning major championships. And you've always told us that you really wanted to always start every conversation about putting with a triangulator. And it's a little square. Uh, excuse me. It's a little triangular pl- plastic piece with a string, and it can be used in so many different ways. Um, any visit to a PGA tour event, you'll find players using the triangulator and other sort of training aids that have come along since then. But Pat, why is it so important upfront to, to work with any type of player that you're going to give, um, putting instruction to and, and use that triangulator? The triangulator is, uh, I always call it the poor man's laser. Like <clears throat> it's, it's going to show you where you're aiming good or bad. And, um, and that's really everything it's, and we've talked about it before when you get to the ball, when you're about to put your putter behind the ball and then take your stance and connect with the target, uh, that's the moment of truth when it comes to putting. So when you get to the ball and you put your putter down and you look at your target and you know where you're aiming, then you calm down. And then when you calm down, you make a free stroke. Conversely, when you get to the ball and you, let's say you're misaligned, um, you know that too. Maybe you're not conscious of it, but subconsciously you're aware of that. And so you're going to be a little more uptight and you're going to have to make a mid-stroke correction somehow to try to start that ball online. And it usually doesn't work out. So um, knowing where you're aiming is, is critical and the triangulator or a chalk line or a hardwood floor um, can, can, will teach you uh, not only, you know, what square is, but how to look correctly down your line. And that, that's the huge piece of the puzzle, probably the biggest. PLB, again, uh, welcome to uh, season three of the putting couch. You can't believe we're already on season three and uh, always glad to have you a part of our team. You go through the, the process of with your students, how how much do you practice aim do you do you start them on a on a straight 10 foot line on a left to right break or how how does that work or is it just the first you know two or three feet uh getting the ball online and i and ted i would say i'd like since you both teach i'd love both your responses to this but when you actually do you know bring a bring a client over or a tour player at a tour event and you bring up the idea of aim i mean where, where do they usually end up Pat. So, you know, I mean, the reason the triangular is so important, I assume is because 
most people don't know exactly how they aim or is it is it is it do, are they off consistently or in, in other words is everybody either they're aiming left or they're aiming right of where they thought or are, are people just all over the board okay yeah uh, great questions um teddy you can relate to this uh sometimes like let's say you're working with a higher level player to get their attention you would you know you're always going to watch somebody put some and just see what's going on see the stroke setup and alignment and and then you, you know you start having a conversation so if you want to get somebody's attention and, and you can see just by looking at them that they're misaligned um then you just have them set up go through the full routine and then you you know you take the putt you put the triangulator line it up against the putter and you fasten it into the ground you pull the string out and you show them where they're aiming and then you know, if it's, if it's off, you've got their attention there. What, what that, no way. And then they step behind it and they look down, Oh man, that's crazy. Well, why? And then you can start to make the corrections. So that's one way to use a triangulator if you're working with somebody. Um, and the other way is just to then set it up to what is square. Well, this is, this is lining up down your line set up to this ball and you go, no way that's, that's way off. Well, no, it's not. Cause there's a line on the ground. And that's how the brain works. You have to have a line on the ground to be able to trust the information that you're receiving. So um, triangulator with a string, chalk line, even a shaft, so many things can work to, um, to get you to, to, to know where you're aiming. So I'll give you an example really quick. If, if somebody's aiming out to the right, you know, let's say it's a straight 10 foot putt and they're aiming two or three balls out to the right and they have no idea. So you pull the string out and they go, what? Okay. So well, how's that possible? And then you teach them that if you're aiming that far to the right to look at your target, you have to look over your left shoulder. If you're a right-hand golfer, so you have to look across your body to connect with the target. So that is um, not quite ideal. If you are aiming too far to the left of your intended target, you have to look away from your body to get the target uh, in your sights. And then again, that's not ideal. So looking out in front of you, triangulating your eyes to a point out in front of you uh, that is how you look down the line and the triangulator will teach you the correct look so then when you take it away and you get to the ball and you look correctly you know where you're aiming ted i mean you you do a lot of fittings as well and so what, what i'm what i'm hearing pat say is is that the problem with being uh, you know with aligning yourself in a direction that's not optimal is is that the only way that you can then develop a putting stroke is by making sort of incorrect well corrections more to more to sort of like two or three wrongs make a right because as pat said you know if you're always aiming to the right then you're you're not you're going to your square you know the all the all having the square posture square shoulders square eyes that's all going to come out and so i assume that it just keeps getting worse and worse probably because as you start to make corrections um you, you just keep making bigger compensations i would assume uh, and i'm thinking about a left to right or a right to left issue well i i think i told this story a few times when we saw when I saw Russell Knox a number of years ago and getting him in a Seymour putter, you know, he, he really didn't know where he was aimed, but after we did the triangulator, which is very simple, that's all we had at the time. He was aiming two or three balls to the left because when we would straighten out the triangulator and show 
and we do a, like Pat talked about, we marked a line on a straight 10 foot putt and we put his, when he make his putt, all his putts would go to the right. Okay. So oh, what, what you're saying, once you've already, once you've corrected a stray, yeah. he's going to miss the first because yeah. he's so used to pushing to the right. right. So he's used okay. to aiming left okay. and pushing down the line. Right. Okay. So you hear the old adage, I have great days. And then when I have bad days, I can't make anything. Well, that's exactly what he said when he was on aiming a little bit left subconsciously and pushing down the line, holding on to the putt, everything would go in. But as soon as he felt like he sort of released the putter head or in his terms, pulled the putter head, the ball would go to the left, but that was actually where he was aimed, but he really didn't know that. So once we, once we, he realized that all his putts on a straight putt, when he would make a good putt, what he thought was a good putt would always finish to the right the putter, putter face would be open, he would subconsciously start aiming to the left and then they'd go in. Well, I would stand behind the hole and correct him. No, you're aiming a little bit to the left. Keep on aiming straight. Well, Ted, my ball keeps on going to the right. Okay, well then in your mind, what's going to help you learn to hit through that putt and release the putter head and all at the same time, hiding the red dot showing that when you're opening that putter face, you see the red dot, but when you hit through that putt, the red dot is closed at impact in the follow through. So once he got comfortable with his alignment and learning what hitting through that putt was, or at least that putter head, that's when he said the, the hole looked like a manhole cover. So he had to trust what that straight putt was and then keep on making putts over and over again. And he was able, as what Seymour does, able to make that repeatable stroke because of red dot allows him to do that. So Pat, I think I've heard you sort of say the same thing that the benefit of having, um, knowing what straight is and being able to aim straight is even while originally you're going to be missing putts because you've been making compensations that you can then show the golfer how to let the putter sort of do the work and to get that natural release. You have to, you know, you can release your grip pressure, everything else about the putt can be uh, a more relaxed and more repeatable when you're not forcing it. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, it all comes down to tension. So if you're not releasing a putter, that's tension because the putter is weighted by the guy who designed it to release on its own. Yeah. So um, where's the tension? And then you got to go play detective. Well, oh man, I feel it in my left shoulder. I'm, I'm even at setup. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm tight there. Well, guess what? You're not going to release the putter. So let's eliminate the roadblocks, release the tension. And then all of a sudden the putter starts releasing. So that that's the way I would approach it. I don't, I don't ever talk about stroke. I mean, very, yeah, very yeah. rarely because it yeah. is, it is the physics of the, of the golf club or the putter. So that's, that's the way I'd do it for sure. POB, how many times have you said, you know, you check your alignment and then after that, something else is wrong. You look at posture and stance, right? Posture stance alignment usually corrects what is going on through the putting stroke. I mean, I've heard you say that a number of times. Oh yeah. It's all set up. It's all, it's all ball bearings these days. It's all set up. It's, um, <laughs> love the switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You. Well, you're um, standing, as you said, Pat, you're standing to the side of the ball. Right. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, there's the putter is going to swing. I'm just a really, you know, soft, natural arc. And when it does that, you know, it, you end up have a much higher, 
uh, percentage of time are you going to bring the club face back to square when you just let the dynamics and the physics of the putter work? And as you mentioned, all Seymour putters are designed that way. And, and there are other putters out there, you know, in the world that are as well. But it's, you know, you really have to start off if you really want to become a better putter, um, then you're going to have to understand what your current tendencies might be, because if you if your aim is off to start with, you're constantly going to be making changes. And, and this happens at the tour level. But Pat, you, you teach country club members. I mean, I assume is it just more exaggerated at the country club level or is it is it uh, is it pretty much the same thing? It's just, it depends on a couple of things. Number one, your hand-eye coordination. And number two, the amount of time you devote to it. So there, I guarantee you there are guys that miss a line on the PGA Tour that that make their share of putts, but they do it through hand-eye and timing. And right. that's fine. But uh, if you're a weekend warrior or you're, you know, you're not blessed with amazing hand-eye coordination, you probably want to fix the fundamentals so you don't have to think about it or try to time it. He'll be... Uh... One of our SPI instructors, Barry Churchill, sent us a note and he's asking about the triangulator and do you see more people aiming more to the right and more to the left? And what I found is that I think most people who start off with good alignment, but because they miss the ball, in my thought, in my mind, I see more people missing the ball for a right-handed golfer, missing it to the right because they're holding on, pushing the putts in the line, or they have a a big mallet offset that has an open face. And so they start basing their miss their, their alignment off of their missed putts. And that's when they start aiming more to the left. And then I get back to what I was talking about earlier. They're, they're either making them all, or they're missing it all. What do you see in your years of teaching putting more or less, more rights, so half and half, or how does that go in, in, in your book? That's mm, a good question. Um, I probably see more right aimers than I do left aimers. Usually right-handed golfers are right-eye dominant, and that kind of fits into the aiming right. And, and also how they walk how they walk into the ball. Um, a lot of times you people walk into the ball in a half circle, and then when they get to the ball, they're a little bit too closed to their line. So, and that's another, that's another, I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I ever look for. Um, to, if you can picture this, the people that are listening to this, um, you start behind the ball usually, and, and then you have to walk into the ball. So if your first step to get to the ball is to the left, then when you get to the ball, you have to turn to the right. So you're making a half circle if you can visualize that. So uh, the tendency would be to get too far to the right, too close, and have the ball too far back in your stance. That's what I see. So conversely, and you can go back and watch, like Tiger was always amazing at this. If you take your first step when you start to approach the ball on the target line, all it takes is one step, then that's going to, um, for lack of a better word, force you to veer off to the left when you get to the ball. And then when you get to the ball veering off to the left, you're more open, let's say, square to open. And you can certainly see a lot more from that perspective than if you're closed and having to look over your shoulder. So I just watched the first step. I think I correct people on that uh, every day and it's pretty mind blowing to them. And then they, you know, then when they get to the ball, they can see better, they aim better, they look better. Uh, remember your left eye goes to your right brain. So your left eye is uh, your, your window to your creative brain. And that's where all the magic is in your creative brain. There is no magic 
in your right, in your left brain, your analytical brain, your ego brain. So putting really is an art and walking into the ball, I think matters a bunch. And then when you get to the ball, looking down your line correctly matters a bunch. And then you can paint a picture. And when you can paint a picture, your uh, hands and eyes are talking to each other and they know what to do. Your hands know what to do. And you're less tense, you relax and you let it flow and it all works out. So that's how you get to the picture. That's how you get to the magic is you master the fundamentals and that requires your left brain, um, you know, putting a line down using a triangulator, things like that. But the reward is you get to make putting in an art. You can just see it and feel it and get the heck out of the way. Sort of like I know we we talk about free throw shooting a lot, which is you know the the, the highest percentage shot you know in in basketball, even more so than a layup, because the 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 the, the athlete sort of can control all of their circumstances and and you know you can as long as you're practicing the right things, you get it down to where you don't have to really ever think about the technicals or the fundamentals because you've just made that second nature, and that's you know it seems like I know Zach Johnson, one of your longtime students you know, has talked about the fact that what he loved about building the routine was, is that um, he got so good at it that beyond that, he never had to worry about, you know, his stroke or his setup. He just knew it was going to be right. So he could always, you know, then go to the art side, as you said, go to the, go to the creative side and, and try to see the putt and, you know, try to see the speed and try to see the line and, and be creative. So, um, I know that, you know, again, when you start uh, with fundamentals, what you do is it sounds like you then later on free yourself up so that you don't get caught up in fundamentals, but you can, you can, you know, really move to the more creative side of things. Yeah. There's a time and place for fundamentals. Um, yeah. you go to a PGA tour event on a Tuesday and you're going to see chalk lines out. You're going to see triangulators out. You're going to see guys checking their setups, um, you know, what is square? What, how am I feeling this week? And, and then once they calibrate that, what is square looking down and how to, how to look at the target correctly, then off they go. So that's kind of like the grind day. And then, you know, then it becomes an art for, for some of them. I think some of them just win or play well, despite their putting, but you know, again, they're world-class athletes with hand-eye coordination and a lot of time to devote to practicing. So I'll correct down one thing, Jimmy, um, you don't try to see anything you allow yourself to see it got that's, it that's kind of a big deal for people okay um, why do why do people change on sundays on the pga tour it's the, their, they their swings don't change their putting doesn't change they change you know less and less these days because guys are so good and they believe okay. it but okay um you know when you when it's time to read a putt do you squint your eyes and put your hands you know, cover your eyes and squint and try to see what's going on with it and really try and this matters so much. And, or do you soften up your eyes and relax your jaw and let the read come to you? So it's a mindset. Yep. So uh, set the tone early, just relax, soften your eyes, relax your jaw, let the read come to you. And then with the fundamentals that are backing you up, the picture comes to you and then off you go. And that's, that's about as high level as you can get it. And that's what you're aspiring to to get to to achieve i love that well we are we're talking to pat o'brien he's the director of instruction at the lakewood country club in dallas texas he's one of the world's 
really foremost experts, not just in putting instruction, but Pat's really taken this, this train of thought to all levels of his teaching. And, and in the end of the day, his, his goal is to get you to a point where you've sort of reached golfing nirvana and you don't need him standing next to you every <laughs> single day, you know? And you're right. You're right. And, and, and I think that's, you know, you've sort of achieved that now, Pat. And I think, um, you know, you've got a lot, you've got a lot to say uh, to the golf world. And I know that um, you're not a guy that gets out there a lot and touts your, you know, your own accomplishments, but I will tell you that, uh, you know, people around the world who have listened to you, Pat, um, they understand that uh, uh, you have spent a long, long time focusing on the short game and, and beyond now. And uh, it really does come down to letting your creative mind. I mean, that that's the fun of sports and that's, you know, the ones that, 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 tend to tend to get the job done in the end are ones that are are as you said they're not trying it's just happening and 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 you let it happen and and uh as you said i mean yeah tour players are you know th there are tour players so we could give them any sort of tool <laughs> to try to get the you know we see them sometimes after they break their putters we see them putting in with a wedge and you say well how can they do that well again they're practicing this game hours and hours and hours every single day so maybe not always uh, the best benchmarks for us as weekend warriors, because, you know, whether or not they use, they can use something that a, that a, a company has given them because it looks crazy and, you know, it might, it might stand out as a, as a marketed product. Um, it's not really, that doesn't mean that's for, for the golfer that just wants to get better. There's a lot of other ways to do it. And I think we've just learned an awful lot of it from you, Pat. Well, I appreciate that, Jimmy. Um, you know, the, the older I get, Hopefully, the more wisdom I acquire, and and golf to me is a microcosm of life. It, it really is. It's it's a mirror. It's designed to show you what is going on. Are you getting too upset out there? Are you too uptight? Are you? How can you free yourself up? And and what I've found is that knowledge is power. So you have to you have to uh, own the information, and whether that's golf or something else, you you got to know what's going on. But but then you have to tap into your intuition. And that's what life's all about. There's there's so much out there these days, especially that um, you don't know what's right and what's not and what's true and what's not, but your intuition knows. So when you can access your right brain, when you can breathe and calm down and, and get into your heart and quiet your mind, um, that's where the information is. That's where the magic is. So golf is a great way to train that. So breathing, calming down, positive reinforcement, um, just that's what life is all about to me. Well, that's awesome. And I, th and I think the other thing is it goes without saying, but as putting is 40% of the game for most golfers. I mean, you know, the great thing about what we've learned today is, is that, you know, you, the, there's some things you can go out and do, you know, to get to the next level in putting. And once that happens, the putting part of the game becomes much more enjoyable, right? I mean, it's it just like anything else. It's it, it it can unlock the creative side, maybe more so. I mean, again, I'll I'll use Zach Johnson as an example. Again, he told me one time that, you know, he considered putting to be the most athletic part of his golf game because he it allowed him to use his creativity and his athleticism. And so, you know, does that mean on Tuesday that he didn't go out and do his drills? No, he did that so that the rest of the week he could sort of open up and unlock those, those, those things that you had helped him to create in his own brain. And, and so, you know, I think, uh, I mean, putting should be fun, right? I mean, you spend an awful lot of time <laughs> of your, of your day golfing, um, on the putting greens. And I, you know, again, the, 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 the 
the thing that we love right now is, is that there is starting to be more focus on, Hey, why shouldn't I get just as excited about putting as I do about hitting a ball a long way in the draw, you know, in down, down the fairway. I mean, anybody that just, you know, watches any one of the major championships, I mean, it's on and around the greens. So, you know, putting couch, that's what we're here for. Unlock, unlock the creativity and, and help you develop a game, uh, a putting game that is going to make the game more fun. And it's going to, and it's going to help you shoot lower scores. So Pat, we look forward to having you on again onto the putting couch as a, as a, a guy that we just think the world of. And, and again, our, our listeners, we are going to ask them to Ted, uh, how can they get a hold of us? And we'll send them a triangulator. Yeah. Uh, for those who are listening out there, uh, feel free to go hit up one of our social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and, uh, you know, retweet, um, posts that you've heard this. We'll and copy us or tag us at Seymour Putters, and we're more than happy to follow up with the DM and, and send them a, a no charge triangulator, small shipping and handling charge. But we'll be happy to send you, uh, you know, one or two triangulators to help with that alignment, as you you heard from Pat O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's one. Of, that's a huge key to start. Yeah making putts yeah knowing where you're aiming and i know we do have a lot of fitters and instructors around the world that religiously do listen to the putting couch and love hearing pat o'brien's uh, insights so um reach out you know as an instructor or a fitter reach out as well and we'll help get you the tools that the great pat o'brien starts uh, his his putter fittings with so pat we'll talk to you soon and uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the putting couch thank you for having me guys great to talk to you and um yeah take care we'll talk soon Thanks. We appreciate you joining us. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you do wherever you're listening. Be sure to leave a rating and review because that's how we get the Putting Couch podcast content in front of more people. Also, Take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us at Seymour Putters or hashtag Team Seymour.